Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sean O'Brien's Wet Dream. <laughs> this is Literally Literary. Very nice, Mr. Bonnier. Yeah, not, not bad. Not quite as NPR-y as I was Wow, I hit the post, too, guys. Yeah, you did hit the post. Come on. <laughs> no, you fucking nailed it, bro. Um, this is episode three, right? Yeah. yeah. So we had Ulysses, then we had a little bit of poetry. Pope, po, po, um, po, I, I got poetry. some books for us. Yeah. I got some books for us. I, yeah. I don't know if we need to necessarily introduce the premise of everything do we does it matter no i'm gonna read some shit and you guys are gonna make fun of me that's, yeah that's all there is to yeah. it um i brought some books because i always have books and uh i i, I presented them upon present uh, them upon this glorious present table them upon the glorious half round Ugh. um do you guys see anything you like i brought ulysses again in case you wanted me hate. to continue what do you hate stephen king oh well then we should probably start there <laughs> oh, I don't know what the I don't know if there's a certain copyright thing. Come to think of it, actually, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's why um, I think we should probably stick to public domain stuff. So oh, the older shit. Okay. shit well, is so I have probably, Stephen King's It, and I have. Um, I don't think that's public yet. Fuck no. Yeah. It's like 1985, and <laughs> yeah, I have exactly. uh, Mark Dan- Mark Z. Danieluski's House of Leaves, which definitely is not public domain. It's like right 2000. Um, Catcher in the Rye probably is not, but I do have The Great yeah, Gatsby. Yeah, Gatsby definitely is. Moby Dick. Definitely. Ulysses and yeah. Hamlet. And then yeah. anything that you might have, I also have. Um, we got some Hemingway up there. Yeah, there was Hemingway but in I guess we can do that. And, oh, yeah. so we can't read these? Um, I don't know. I'm unclear. We can try. Yeah. Even if you guys see something you want me to read. Yeah, I don't know that anyone's going to shut us down yeah, for all the money fine. we're making are we, here. Are we doing commentary? Oh, of course, the other two things I have, the oh, Holy Bibles. That is definitely public domain. I have the Holy Bible. Um, one of the fun things we talked about in the last episode was I like finding the the things, you know, the uh, this, the books with random... Joey, you weren't here last time. Anno- annotations. Why weren't you here last time, Joey? D- explain yourself. What I happened? wasn't invited. You little fucker. You <laughs> yeah. were invited. You're invited to everything. Well, no. You I, know? I didn't receive an invitation, you so were, technically no. You were ultimately invited when you found out that... O'Brien was going to be here and I you threw sh- a huff. I, I said, to, yes, I had you to can come shame by if you. you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's oh, not- so you weren't initially invited? No. Oh, I apologize. No, yeah, that I was- guess it's not my podcast, so I don't know. Well, yeah, you don't have to apologize. It was the, the O'Brien appearance on uh, TBC. Yeah, yeah but we just tacked on the other one. Yeah. Um, but I mentioned the last one th- that I'll, I'll I'll go to used bookstores and I'll find books with with like random writing in it, which are always fun. And one of my prized possessions was The Catcher in the Rye with just these random fucking things. And one of my favorite finds in it was, um, so on page 135. The Boy Scouts? Uh, no, no. On, on page 135. This person wrote, I don't know who it is, but it's an older copy. There's no date necessarily on it um, as far as like, wh- you know, when the person would have I'm getting blue it. balls. It Jesus looks like the same Christ. copy I have. So the guy says, <laughs> uh, he writes, Jeremy, this is a fucked up book. Shit. I'm so fucking bored, aren't you? Oh, well. Berkeley is coming up. And by the way, there's little, there's little like semen drops coming out of coming. Uh, coming That's soon. Lovely. <laughs> um, I don't know what this is. Can't. Uh, I can't wait, basically. Um, so that's fun. <laughs> and there's a bunch of little things like that throughout the whole book, which was fun. I think Sean flipped through it. The, and the reason I have the Bible is the same kind of thing. I, I, I flipped through it and it was the random little spatterings. The whole fucking book is marked up. Yeah, flipping by, through that Catcher in the Rye, the one thing that caught my eye was the uh, he crossed out an instance of the word Boy Scout and wrote Masturbator's Club. Oh, uh, right, right. Yeah. Which is not fair. Is it a Masturbator's Club? 
I don't really know. I was well, like, technically everything. Is. Yeah, I mean, anything that is a club <laughs> full of 13-year-old boys, I assume, is a masturbator's club. <laughs> so of the books I have here, do you guys see anything you'd like me to start beginning? Do you have a conversation you want to talk about? Do you have any questions to ask me in general about books or what? What would you like to know? I, the funny thing is I don't really, um, you know, I was an English major in college, so I, I don't have a PhD by any capacity in any of this shit. I'm not that skilled. I just, and I, I hated reading growing up as a kid anyway. I'd say give us the D. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. I hated reading when I was a kid. I couldn't fucking stand it. I um, At what age did you start really reading for fun? Well, oh God, for fun specifically? Have yeah. you now or have you ever been a reader? Right. It's not that I ever really started reading for fun at any point because the fun part for me was always the work. I didn't like reading because the movie was just faster and it took forever to fucking read a book and it annoyed me. Tell me So when it. I was, in, so, you know, and then most of the books we had to read were just stupid. Um, Indeed. <laughs> so I guess I was probably in fifth or sixth grade. I, I, I always forget this. I'm not sure. I feel like it must be sixth grade. Um, I, you know, I'd always just pretend to read and we'd have like reading time, like an hour or whatever. You just sit and pick a book and read it. Um, so I just grab any random book off the shelf. And the very, the, the one I grabbed this one time, I opened it At up Bank and Camp. it looked very different. It just looked strange. There was, a, you know, scene headings and there was like a name on the top and the words underneath. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it was porn. And the very first line oh, was um fucking Hamlet. The, no, the very first line was uh, "If music be the fruit of love, pay, play on." Any guess? Mm, it's, it's Shakespeare. Music be the fruit of love. I should play know this. On. It is Shakespeare. Um, it was it was said by Duke Orsino. No idea. Twelfth night. Twelfth night. That doesn't and even register. It as was a just such a pretty phrase. If music be the food of love, play on. I love music, and it was just a fun. Is it little then line. play on or just play on? If music be the food of love, play on. Okay. Yeah. Um. And I think I don't have it in front of me, but um. Yes, that's what it is, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking know. <laughs> um, so, um, and I and I was just yeah. amazing. I, I I'm and underneath it were all these little explanations for things, and it it. it it became a puzzle and it was some, and I basically had discovered poetry. Um, and I was blown away by this. And I remember my teacher came over and he's like, Sean, would you at least like pretend to read? And I'm like, I really am this time. <laughs> it's like a puzzle. And I'm trying to figure out what these words mean. And it was just fun. Um, and I could sort of direct it in my head. It wasn't, it wasn't overly expl explanatory. Um, and Shakespeare really was the thing that started me enjoying reading in the first place. Cause it was a puzzle and it was cool. Um, and it wasn't until college when I, I was like, yeah, you know what? I missed out on all this reading. Let me just be an English major. I'm not going to be a fucking doctor. And I switched. I was math, pre-med, and psychology. Um, and I switched out of that and, and became an English major and just read a bunch of shit. So to answer your question, I don't really know when it ever st I ever started enjoying it. Um, it just was the – it was mostly senior year of high school was when it really became something – a different, a new way at studying. What was the first book you read cover to cover really for your own personal enjoyment? <sighs> Sorry if I was away from the mic there. I don't know. Do you want to repeat it just in case? <laughs> no, I think you, everyone got it. Okay. What's the first book you wanted to read for enjoyment? God, I'll fix it in posts. Go. Okay. Um, the first <laughs> book I ever read that I truly enjoyed. Um, I don't know if I read it for enjoyment. I, I feel like it was a summer reading assignment, but the, the first book that I remember truly just being just enjoying the shit out of was um, uh, uh, The World According to Garp. Huh. The World According to Garp was the first book I really remember just fucking enjoying the shit out of. I didn't even know, know there was gone. a book. I thought it was just a Robin Williams movie. No, That's, it's a great book. Except before he met Wayne. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, <laughs> it's Garp. No, not Garth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, 
I'm glad I got that at first. It took me a while. What the fuck is he talking about, Wayne? Who the fuck's yeah, Wayne? It was Wayne it's, Garp. It was a long way to go. <laughs> it was good. For a three. Um, Most I, of my jokes remember, are. <laughs> I didn't dislike The Catcher in the Rye. I read that in, in sophomore year, and that was the first time. It was a little bit, you know. You're such a phony. phony. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That was good. Boys. That was creepy. Was very good. So anyway, do you see anything you'd time. like me to read? Do you see anything here that you'd like to hear me read and that you can fuck with me on? Um, I say give us the D. What does that mean, give you the D? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Ulysses. I have uh, Moby Dick. Dick. Oh, give us the D, Moby Dick. I actually kind of wanted Moby Dick, too. Wow. Here we are. He, okay. Here's what will be a fun <laughs> no. one. We did this His in- eyes just lit up with psychosis. That <laughs> is uh, <laughs> So we did this in the last episode where I tried to see how well I remembered the Raven. Because mm. um, I, I, I used to have it memorized when I was younger, but I- Could, you, could you quote the Raven nevermore? Very good. I could. I could. But I also <laughs> know the opening- Actually, of- if you would have listened, I quoted the Raven. Yeah, Did you yeah. quote the he Raven? Read the Raven. It was wonderful. Wow. Um. So that's impressive. Everyone, dude, Moby fucking <laughs> Dick. Okay, let me just fucking preface this shit. He's a fucking so dick. I tried reading Moby a Dick. Moby Dick. I tried reading Moby Dick when I was younger, um, many many times, and I always remembered kind of the the whole beginning of it and the the opening of it was kind of beautiful. I'll do that in a second. Um, but I I tried to finish it on so many occasions, and it just fucking tortured me every single time. I don't think I actually finished reading it kind of cover to cover until I was um, it, I, college, I want to say, probably sometime in college. Um, and I finally finished this whatever. And then I tried again in grad school. I read the whole thing again and fucking didn't remember any of it. It's bored. It's fine. One day I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm reading Moby Dick. <laughs> fucking doing this shit. So I bought this copy of Moby Dick. I bought a Parker pen because it had a little like arrow at the end. And I bought a book and I literally wrote the shit out of it. I figured it out and I kind of <laughs> Labeled everything I need to do, like my normal psychopath copies of Ulysses. Mm -hmm, Of course. But the coolest part about Moby Dick is that it actually doesn't... What's the first line of Moby Dick? Everybody knows this. Really? You guys know that one? I think I'll recognize it. it. Slowly I turn, step by step. Now, call me Ishmael. It's the very first line. Oh, yeah. But that's not the beginning of Moby Dick. That's not the beginning. It (laughs) blew me the fuck away. Um, Moby Dick... (laughs) You lied. No, I don't. That's what's so crazy about it. Most people kind of think it is. It's not. So Moby Dick ultimately begins. Um, copyright 1832. <laughs> it has an etymology. It starts with an etymology. Um, What's an etymology, Sean? Uh, etymology. Study of bugs. <laughs> well, actually, what is that? Etym? Yeah. Entomology. Entomology. Etymology is the kind of That's origin study of, of cookies. Well, yeah. So, oh, damn it. He stole my joke. <laughs> let, me, let me read this to you. So it says etymology supplied by a late consumptive usher to a grammar school. Wait. So, consumptive, you know what consumptive is? I tuned you out. What was that? It's tuberculosis. Right? Like consumption. Oh. Like yeah. I have consumption. No, 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 no. Not like drunk. It's tuberculosis. Yeah, that's what consumption is. It's a disease, right? Not, consumption. Consumptive yeah. is, sure, whatever it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, got it. So, so supplied by a late, a late consumptive usher to a grammar school. Do you know what an usher to a grammar school is? So, it was the headmaster, and then the mm. usher is like the second in command. Oh, okay? uh, like the vice principal? Right. Yeah, so so presumably this etymology given to us by Herman Melville um, was supplied by a late consumptive usher to a grammar school. And it says, the pale usher, threadbare in coat, heart, body, and brain, I see him now. He was ever dusting his old lexicons and grammar with a queer handkerchief, mockingly embellishing with all the gay flags of the known nations of the world. He loved to dust his old grammars. It somehow, remi- it somehow mildly reminded him of his own mortality. 
I love that. He's, he loved to dust his old grammars. <laughs> it somehow mildly reminded him of his, of his mortality. What are grammars? Encyclopedias. Encyclopedias, <laughs> yeah. Books like that. Um, it's really cool. So whoever, the etymology of it. Um, and finally, it says etymology. Uh, while you may take into hand school others and teach them uh, what name of a whalefish is to be called by our tongue, leaving out through ignorance. The letter H which almost done maketh up the signification of the word you, which you de- word you deliver that which is not true and that's by uh hakut whatever the fuck and this is whale and it kind of gives the explanation of a whale and then it goes down in the hebrew the hebrew greek latin and anglo-saxon dutch danish words of whale all the way <laughs> continue continue continues and that's the, essentially the etymology of the word whale is provided to us by the this late consumptive usher um so we think it's going to be it, but it's not. Suddenly now it says extracts supplied by a sub sub librarian. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking quirky. It's like you think you always think of Moby Dick as this like sort of big epic, pretentious yeah. thing, epic, but it doesn't. It starts so charmingly. And it's funny like a Tarantino movie or something. Yes, exactly. Isn't oh, that weird? Really? Because I was assuming that those were like uh, addendums made no, by other people. No, it's a joke. This is all part of the it's original. It's all part of it. It's a joke. Huh. It's all Melville. A little yeah, bit it's like a movie like. starting out like definition. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Precisely. It's so weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It, and it really kind of turned me on. In a Very stylistic way. for whatever. But uh, yeah. no, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was quintessentially a stylistic in a sense. It, it was, um, it, oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, most novels at the time, I mean, you, you wouldn't even think of this kind of breaking the fourth wall of a novel. And this is 18. Oh yeah. Whatever the fuck. Then, Oh, stylistic meaning the standard style well, of the time. Breaking the fourth wall, and that's okay. Obviously, not breaking the fourth wall. This is sort of a very modernist way of doing it. Um, yeah. Right, right. No, my, but when he said stylistic, um, I would agree with that. So I'm assuming I don't know what stylistic means. Um, when, oh no, it, I agree with it too. It, it is of course stylistic, but what I meant by a stylistic is it was antithetical sti- to the style of the time. There was no style. There was. Sti- I mean, uh, what, no, no. What I mean is, it wasn't this, the this style. was not a style. Okay, so gotcha. it can't be stylistic without, it, unless there is some sort well, of style. Well, make form. your own style. He's a, he's a trendsetter. I know what you mean, but but that's oh. what's weird about it. It's not stylistic in a sense because it's, he never did this with like Billy Budd or any of the other books. Right. So not, I guess that's my question, though. So stylistic sure. doesn't necessarily mean that it had style to it. It meant that it had a style to yes, it. Yes, it can be defined as a style. Okay. And you can absolutely make your style if you continue with that style. Right. And so this was this is stylistic if it would have been in you know. 1930. But it's not like the, <laughs> the new hipster version of style right. where it's just completely antithetical exactly. to everything. Exactly. Okay. And you know what? That's not totally fair. I feel like Twain might have had some fun with this. I'm not totally sure. Yeah, that definitely anyway, feels twainy. Extracts supplied by his sub sub librarian. This one's a little bit long. I don't think I'm going to go through the whole thing, but I'll just give the. Oh, you're not going to read us all of Moby Dick? <laughs> um, it will be seen that this mere painstaking burrower and grubworm of a pearl or devil of a sub-sub appears to have gone through the long Vaticans and street stalls of the earth, picking up whatever random allusions to whales he could anyways find in any book whatsoever, sacred or profane. <laughs> Therefore, you must not, in every case at least, take the higgity-piggity whale statements, however authentic in these extracts, for veritable gospel cytology. Far from it. As touching the ancient authors generally, as well as the poets here appearing, these extracts are solely valuable to, or entertaining as affording the glancing bird's eye view bird's eye view of what has been promiscuously said. Though thought, fancied, and sung of Leviathan by many nations and generations, including our own. So he starts with a fake bad review about how pompous he is? No, 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 no. No, he starts with this explanation of the fact that the, the sub-sub is giving this, you know, is, is providing us with this shit, but it's in no way... 
you know, a particular point of view. And the extracts themselves go chronologically all the way starting from Genesis through Job, Jonah, Psalms, all the way through the Bible and continues up to King Henry, Hamlet, of course. And um, what's in the Bible? Uh, no, Hamlet mentions a whale. Oh. Oh, really? When does he mention a whale? Uh, yes, very like a whale. What do you mean? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I feel like it's Act 3. Um, but what's in reference to? Oh, he's just like yes, a whale? Yes, very like a whale. Yeah, what did I, that mean, like a whale? God damn it. Like a fat person? Jesus Christ, this yeah, is another show. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Well, no, no, it's not another show. Um, I guess <laughs> I can find it in here. No, you don't have to. I, I don't remember yeah. specifically what it's referring to. Yes, very like a whale. I, um, It's a little bit of everything. I feel like it's bloated. Yeah. Bloated. I, I'm pretty sure someone was making fun of Polonius. Was it that it hung in the air much in the way that bricks don't? Look at you. Wait, what? I don't know mm. what you said. Uh, hung in a, the air like bricks don't. It's a Doug Adams quote. He's yes. describing a whale hanging in the air, much in the way that bricks don't. So, it oh, fell. I remember that part when the whale's falling. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember where it is. But ironically, I have Hamlet here with me. But um, anyway, so but it goes through and it gives every anytime a whale was mentioned in a famous piece of work, that's what the sub sub librarian gave to gave to our dealer Herbert Melville, who was a fictional yeah. character, of course. The that's interesting. Sub. They usually don't say whale about Jonah. They usually say it's a big fish. But I guess that is a great whale. fish. Jonah and the great whale. Fish. That's... Well, it's a translation, but technically, they, I don't know. It's supposed oh, to be really? fish. Yeah. Uh, and God created great Pokemon. Well, so in Genesis, in Genesis, it says, and God created and God created great whales. Genesis, the quote there. But huh. in Job, it's uh, Leviathan maketh a path to shine after him. One would think the deep and um, think the deep to be hoary. The Jonah one is now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. Wait, in Genesis, what, where does whale come into the thing? And God created the great whales in Genesis. Oh, it doesn't give you any context for that, though. Does okay. that just in Genesis? Yeah. Like, what's it? Uh, right. Yeah. I was just wondering. It's just like, quoting directly from the Bible. Right. But I was just wow. wondering what the, the order is. You know, he created the. I don't know if whales translates. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to check that later. If, I don't think there's a specific word for whales. You're they, welcome to they argue had whales with the sub then. sub librarian that <laughs> Melville is quoting, but I don't I know. I know they had I whales back then. I don't know if they. Okay, whatever. They, I think they, they just, certainly I, had a whale for the giant fish that they. The irony of this word. is, I have both yeah, Hamlet yeah. and the Bible here. We can check both of these <laughs> if you'd like. <laughs> so, it, but it's not. Is in Hebrew. What do you mean? The Bible. Do you have a Hebrew Bible. Hebrew? Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, then, okay. Well, then I can't the fuck, check. Man? Because the sub sub librarian <laughs> only provided Melville with it. I, I'm just fine. I know it's great, but so and then of course after this, after these long, long little references to it provided by the sub sub, we finally get to the opening in chapter one, which is looming. Wait, so what um, the fuck is a sub-sub-librarian? There's, the, there's something... the main librarian, then there's the sub-librarian, the second, then there's second. the sub-sub-librarian. It's the second-second librarian. Second-second AD. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, wait, but like, <laughs> is is librarian a, what I'm thinking? Yes, it okay. is. It okay. literally would just be someone that Melville was like, go through all the books and find me all the extracts Copy. of a whale. Would you say it's literally literary? literary? I would. I would indeed. <laughs> Points. <laughs> Damn. Sure, Thank you, not? Chris Hardwick. But let me see if I remember the opening. So I will give this to one of you. Who wants to Who wants to check my... Sean, you check uh, the last one. Check, so Joey, why don't you check? Yeah. Um, what I, I, you're I'm just gonna, making sure he's not douching. I'm going to see if I remember the beginning of this. Go for it. Um, okay. <clears throat> Call me Ishmael. Hey, Ishmael. Hey. Some years ago, never mind how long precisely, having little or no money in my purse and nothing particular to interest me on shore, I decided to sail about and see the watery parts of the world. He's got a purse. And nail it. Almost perfectly. Oh, fuck. What did I get wrong? I thought I would sail about a little. I thought I little. would sail about a little and see the watery parts of the world. Um, oh, fuck. It's been too long. Whenever, whenever I feel myself growing grim about the mouth, 
whenever they're oh no i fucked it up you know you're what cl- i'm actually not you're even close gonna, i'm not gonna you know it, it's just been too long it's not poetry no it's just that i don't remember it anymore <laughs> i used to know it when i was a kid but again i fucked it up um i mean very very good pretty so to me i thought i would sail about and see the watery part of the world it is a way i have of driving off the spleen and regulating the circulation Whenever I find myself growing grim about the mouth, whenever it is a damp, drizzly November in my soul, whenever I find myself involuntarily pausing before coffin warehouses and bringing up the rear of every funeral I meet, and especially whenever my hypos gets such an upper hand of me that it requires a strong moral principle principle to prevent me from deliberately stepping into the street and methodically knocking people's hats off, then I count it high time to get to the sea as soon as I can. This is my substitute for pistol and ball. With a philosophical flourish, Cato throws himself upon the sword I quietly take to the ship. There is nothing surprising in this. If they but knew it, almost all men in their degree, sometime or other, cherish very nearly the same feelings toward the ocean with me. There now is your insular city of the Manhattos, belted round by wharfs as Indian isles by coral reefs, commenced around with her surf. Right and left, the streets take you westward, waterward. It's extreme downtown, the battery, where the noble mole is washed by waves and cooked by breezes, with a few, which a few hours previous were out of sight of land. Look at the crowds, water gazers there. Circumnabulate the city of this, the city of a streamy Sabbath afternoon. Circumnabulate? Yeah. Is that different than navigate? Circumambulate. Circumambulate. I'm sorry. Circumambulate. Oh, so like kind of randomly wander around the... Yes. Gotcha. Look at fucking Sean Fall over there. Wait, why is that random? Ambling. Oh, ambling. Okay. Yeah. Circumambulate. Is that like ambulance? Like circumnavigate, but like uh, ambling. Actually, I'm not 100% sure what it means. Circumambulate. I'll look it up in a second. Circum... Circumambulate. C-I-C-I-R-C-U-M-A-M-B-U-L-A-T-E. Hold on one second. Uh, it says to walk all the way around something. Oh. Okay, so it is. Oh, so okay, it's so it is circumnavigate. Circumnavigate. walking. Okay. Walking rather than, you know. Circumambulate the city of the dreamy Sabbath afternoon. Go from Corlier's Hook to Corinth's ship. And from, whence, and from thence by Whitehall northward. What do you see? Posted like silent sentinels all over the town, stand thousands upon thousands of mortal men fixed in ocean reveries, some leaning against the spiles, some seated upon the pier heads, some looking over the bulwarks of a ship from China, some high aloft and some rigging, as if striving to get still a better seaward peep. But all these are landsmen. Peeps. All these are landsmen of weekdays pent up in lath and plaster, tied to counters, nailed to benches, clinched to desks. How then is this? Are the green fields gone? What do they have? But look, here come more, pow- more crowds pacing through the water and seemingly bound for a, dra- for a dive. Strange. Nothing will content them but the extremist limit of the land. Loitering under the shady lee of a yonder warehouses will not suffice. No, they must, ju- they must get just as nigh the water as they possibly can without falling in. And there they stand, miles of them, leagues, in- inlanders all. They come from lanes and alleys, streets and avenues, northeast, south, and west. Yet here they all unite. Tell me, does the magnetic virtue of the needles and the compasses all the, of all those ships attract them thither? Once more, say you were in the country, in some high land. I was in the country. Take, some, take almost any path you please, and ten to one it carries you down in a dale, and leaves you there by a pool of some stream. There is magic in it. 
Let the most absent-minded of men be plunged in his deeper reveries. Stand that man on his legs. Set his feet a-going, and he will infallibly lead you to water. If water there be in any in all that region. Should you ever be athirst in the great American desert, try this experiment. If your caravan happened to be supplied with a metaphysical professor, yet... What? Hang on. If your caravan happened to be supplied with a medical professor, yet, as everyone does... <laughs> what about Marianne? <laughs> yet... As everyone knows, a meditation and water are wedded forever. But here is an artist, Sean Fa. He, he desires to paint you the dreamiest, shadiest, quietest, most enchanting bit of romantic landscape in all the valleys of the Sacco. Can't drink that shit. What is the chief element he employs? There stand his trees, each with a hollow trunk, as if a hermit, Sean Fa, and the <laughs> crucifix were within. And here sleeps his meadow, and there sleep the cattle. And up, from, the water. and up from yonder cottage goes a sleepy smoke, deep into distant woodlands. <laughs> wind, woodlands winds a mazy, winds a mazy way, reaching to overlapping spurs of mountains bathed in their hillside blue. But though the picture lies thus tranced, and though the pine tree shakes down in its thighs and leaves upon the shepherd's head, yet all were vain, unless the shepherd's eye were fixed upon the magic stream before him. Go visit the prairies in June. When for scores and scores of miles you wade knee-deep into the tiger lilies, what is the one charm wanting? Water. There is not a drop of water there, where the Niagara, the cataract of sand, but a cataract of sand. Would you travel your thousand miles to see it? What did the, po what did the poor poet of Tennessee, upon suddenly receiving two handfuls of silver, is that deliberate? Twain? Uh, I think, no, no, Twain's no. from Mississippi. No. What did the poor poet of Tennessee, well, uh, it's probably Whitman, actually, probably mm. Walt Whitman, no, that doesn't sound no, right. No, he's he's from uh... poor poet of Tennessee. Talk to me, Joey. Okay, let's find out. I, I think that the I think the back of this has notes. I should be able to figure it out. I, I also had H5. no idea that this was American. Oh no! Yeah, I always yeah, assumed is, it was this British. This is arguably the great or... American novel. Many huh. people will just will if you ask what is the great American novel. The first, the first, and and potentially most um, correct answer Gatsby. would actually be would be Moby Dick. Mm. Gatsby would be up there. Um, which I also have here, by the way, but poor poet of Tennessee, do I have this? Okay, so here. the poor poet of Tennessee, despite much study, scholars don't know who this refers to. It might be a private joke. <laughs> a fucking Melville. I love Melville, man. There's some other stuff here if you want to... Uh, this is interesting. Yeah, please, go ahead. Uh, Niagara, okay, obviously Niagara Falls. Uh, the Saco, Saco, S-A-C-O. Yeah, that's it, that really thick-ass cable you got to run for the light on set. It's an actual river in northeast New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's referring to the creators of White Mountain Art, a body of epic landscapes painted in New Hampshire's White Mountains during the 19th century. Okay, cool. All right, so I'll leave this open in case there's any specific things. Sure, if you have any questions. Or I mean, I also have the notes in the back of this book, which we can There's use. only a couple of notes on like yeah. definitions and stuff. Word. Cool, go. Um, what did the poor poet of Tennessee, upon suddenly receiving two handfuls of silver, deliberate whether to buy him a coat which he sadly needed, or to or invest his money in a pedestrian trip to the Rockaway Beach. What would you guys do? Buy a coat or Rockaway Beach? What kind of coat? I hate Is it vacations. a fur coat? Why is almost every robust, healthy boy with a robust, healthy soul in him at some time or other crazy to go to sea? Why, upon your first voyage as a passenger, did you yourself feel such a metaphysical vibration when first told you, when first told that you and your ship were now out of sight of land? So just a quick mm. question. This, this one says mystical vibration. Is there different translations? What the hell? How what did that? I say? I said mystical. You said I? metaphysical. 
Wow, weird. I, I meant to say mystical. Oh, Are okay. you reading along with me? Yeah. Oh, you're going to check yeah. me? I'm going to fuck up. I just, oh, yeah. like, I just like reading along with you. That's all. Oh. Well, well, you're going to check me. It helps, anyway. helps yep. me. I, 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 I For some reason, my eyes are fucking with me right now. So I'm <laughs> gonna, probably going to talk up a few words anyway. Why do the old Persians hold the sea holy? Why do the Greeks give it a separate deity and make him, make him the own brother of Job? Surely all this is not without meaning. And still deeper, the meaning of that story of Narcissus, who, because he could not grasp the tormenting, mild image he saw in the fountain, plunged into it and was drowned. Narcissus was in love with, you guys know? Elf. Sure. His own reflection. And who loved, who loved Narcissus? There are something. Many people did. Echo was the main one. Oh. Echo. 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 But that same image we ourselves see in all rivers and oceans. It is the image of the ungraspable phantom of life, and this is the key to it all. Now, when I say that I am in the habit of going to see wherever I begin to grow hazy about the eyes and begin to, to be overconscious for my, of my lungs, I do not mean to have it inter, inter, sorry, inferred that I ever go to see as a passenger, <laughs> Sean Fah. Yeah. For I go to, for I go. For to go. <laughs> Fucking chilly. <joke. laughs> for to go as a passenger, you must need, you must you must needs have a purse, and a purse is but a rag unless you have something in it. Besides, passengers get seasick, grow quarrelsome, don't <laughs> sleep of nights, do not enjoy themselves as much as the general thing. No, I never go as a passenger, nor, though I am something of a salt, do I ever go to see as a commodore, or a captain, or a cook. I abandon the glory and distinction of such offices to those who like them. For my part, Sean Fa. I abominate all honorable, respectable toils, trials, and tribulations of every kind whatsoever. It is quite as much as I can do to take care of myself without taking care of ships, barks, brigs, schooners, and whatnot. As for going it's as not a, a schooner, it's a sailboat. <laughs> as for as for going as a cook, though I confess there is considerable glory in that, a cook being a sort of officer on shipboard. Yet somehow I never fancied broiling fowls, though once broiled, judiciously buttered. And fowls is in like <laughs> ducks and shit. Yes, any birdie, mm. any birdie pie. Uh, uh, wait, is that right? Yeah, sir. Mm -hmm. uh, buttered and judgmatically salted and peppered. There is no one who will speak more respectfully, not to say reverentially, of a broiled fowl than I will. It is out of the idolatrous dotings of the old Egyptians upon broiled, broiled ibis and roasted, roasted river horse. Uh, that you see the mummies of these creatures, of those creatures in their huge big houses and pyramids. No, Sean Fa, when I go to sea, I go as a simple sailor, right before the mast, plumb down into the forecastle. Well, if, any, if anything, Sean is Ishmael. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Sean Fa is absolutely Ishmael. I, yeah, I didn't realize how much I would identify. Aloft there <laughs> to the royal masthead. True. They rather order me about than some. And make me jump from spar to spar like the grasshopper in a May meadow. And at first, this sort of thing is unpleasant enough. It touches one's sense of honor, particularly if it if you come of an old established family in the land. The Van Res the Van Rensselaers, Van Rensselaers or Randolphs, are a heart of can choose. <laughs> and more than all, if just previous to putting your hand into the tar pot, you have been lording as a county schoolmaster, making <laughs> the tallest boys stand in awe of you. <laughs> the transition is a keen one, I assure you, from a schoolmaster to a sailor, and requires a strong decoction of Seneca and Stoics to enable you to grin and bear it. So that, that decoction 
is making a concoction. No. Process of mashing and then boiling herbs to contract extract their essential oils. But even this wears off in time. What of it? What of it? If some old hunks of a sea captain orders me to get a broom and sweep down the decks, what does that indignity amount to? Wade, I mean. In the scales of the New Testament, do you think the Archangel Gabriel thinks anything less of me because I promptly and respectfully obey the old hunks in that particular instance? Who ain't a slave? Tell me that. Well, then, however the old sea captains may order me about, however they may thump and punch me about, I have a satisfaction of knowing that it is all right, that everybody else is one way or another, is one way or other served in much the same way, either in physical or metaphysical point of view, that is... <clears throat> And so the universal thump is passed around, is passed round, and all hands should rub each other's shoulder blades and be content. <laughs> Again, I always go to sea as a sailor because they make a point of paying me for my trouble, whereas they never make they never pay a passenger a single penny that I ever heard of. Damn On good the contrary, point. passengers themselves must pay, and there is all the difference in the world between paying and being paid. The act of paying, perhaps, more uncomfortable in the infliction. Sorry, that the two orc. Uh, orchard thieves entailed upon entailed upon us. So the orchard thieves. Who do you think the orchard thieves are? Uh, it's a Bible reference. Who? It's Adam and Eve. Yes, it is. Nice. Did you say you don't know? Yeah. Was that just pandering? No. Oh my God. I was just trying to keep ruining. I, I oh. Just, because I'll put it this way. Here's a good thing as far as like our politicking elements of it. If I if I am not sure of something, I just say I don't know. <laughs> And even if I actually end, like realized I did, yeah, yeah, fuck it, I was safe. I said I don't know. I'd rather say I don't know than bullshit. Hmm. That's where we differ, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the urbane activity. Wait, no. But being paid, what will compare with it, Sean Fa? The urbane activity with which a man receives money is really marvelous, considering that we so earnestly believe money to be the root of all earthly ills, and that on no account can moneyed man enter heaven. Ah, how cheerfully we consign ourselves to perdition. Finally, I always go to sea as a sailor because of the wholesome exercise and pure air of the forecastle deck. For as in the world, headwinds are far more prevalent than the winds of the stern. That is, if you never violate the Pythagorean maxim. So, for the most part, the Commodore on the quarter deck gets the atmosphere at second hand. <laughs> Hold on, do you want to wait, talk about the Pythagorean maxim? Yeah, please. Maxim? Uh, sure, uh, other than A squared, B squared, C squared is... I like this. Uh, it's the rule against eating beans, hmm. written by 6th century Greek philosopher Pythagoras. Nice. Or one of his followers. In other words, farting. Yeah. Don't eat beans when you're on a boat together with a bunch of dudes. Wait, what is this one called again? The Pythagorean maxim. The Pythagorean maxim. Different than the theorem. Different right. than the theorem. I, I like Obviously, A squared plus B squared equals C squared equals don't fart on each other. I, I, I like this guy more and more. <laughs> uh, so for the most part, the Commodore on the quarter deck gets the atmosphere at second hand from the sailors on the forecastle. <laughs> he thinks he breathes it first, but not so. In much Wait, the same what the hell is the forecastle? Is that the front of the boat? Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. Uh, in much the same way do the do the commonality lead to the lead their leaders and many other things at the oh, same time oh is that time, the captain's chamber in the front of the boat uh, the forecastle deck the, yeah. se the section of the upper deck located at oh, the, the forecastle deck so it's the top of the section the of the upper deck located at the bow there in front of the foremast is okay. a map in the back of the book oh, oh shit. wow damn that's yeah. nice so if you uh, like to look Am gotcha. I on the right page i can't quite see it yeah, yeah. Right oh so the forecastle is like yeah the, the tip, tip of the bow yeah the the top deck and everything forward of like the pointy end I'm the king of the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Second of everything, the head sails in the forecastle. He thinks he breathes it first, but not so. In much the same way do the commonality lead their leaders in many thing in many other things, at the same time that the leaders little suspect it. But wherefore it but wherefore it was that after having repeatedly smelt the sea as a merchant sailor, I should now take it to my head to go to to go on a whaling voyage. This is the invisible yeah, this is the invisible police officer of the fates who has the cons- who has the the constant surveillance of me and secretly and secretly dogs me and influences me in the same in some un- unaccountable way. He can better answer than he he can he, sorry, he can better answer than anyone else. And doubtless, my going on this whaling voyage formed part of the grand program of providence that was drawn up a long time ago. It came in as a sort of brief interlude and solo between more extensive performances. I take it that this part of the bill must have some must have run something like this. Quote, grand contested election for presidency of the United States. Whaling voyage by one Ishmael. Bloody battle in Afghanistan. Very modern. Still? Shall I keep going? No, let's take a second. Let's okay. take a breather. We, I'm, we're almost done with the chapter. Actually. Oh, okay. Come to think of it. Yeah, yeah okay. go for it. I'll just read a little faster. Yeah, go for it. Though I cannot tell that it was, though I cannot tell why it was exactly that those stage managers, the fates, put me down on their shabby part of the whaling voyage when, sorry, hang on. Uh, when others were set down to a ma- to magnificent parts and high tragedies <laughs> and shorts and easy part and genteel comedies, comedies and jolly, f- fuck, and jolly parts and farces, though I cannot tell why this was exactly. Yet, now that I recall the circumstances, I can see, I can, I, ugh, I think I can see a little into the springs and motives into which which being cunningly presented to me under various disguises induced me to set about performing the part I did, besides cajoling me into delusion that it was a choice resulting from my own unbiased free will and discriminating judgment, Sean Fa. This right, right up your philosophical alley. Very much so. Chief among these motives was the overwhelming idea of the great whale himself. Such a portentous and mysterious monster roused all my curiosity. Then the wild and distant seas where, the, uh, where he rolled his inland bulk, his island bulk, and underliverable, nameless perils of the whale, these, with all the attending marvels of a thousand Patagonian sights and sounds, helped to sway me to my wish. With other men, perhaps such things would not have been such inducements, but as for me, I am tormented with an everlasting itch for those things remote. I love to sail forbidden seas, the land on barbarous coasts, not ignoring what is good. I am quick to perceive a horror and could still be social with it. Would they let me still be social with it? Would they let me since it is but since it is but well to be on friendly terms with all the inmates of the place one lodges in by reasons by reason of these things, then the whaling voyage was welcome. The great floodgates of the wonder world sprung open and the wild conceits that swayed me to my purpose, two and two, there floated into my inmost soul, endless processions of the whale, and, midmost of them all, one grand hooded phantom, like a snow hill in the air. Is this in, like, Rhode Island? Uh, Island of Manhattos. It's uh, uh, Nantucket. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. I just think it's so amazing how many references there are to both the Bible and Greek and classical mythology. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. like it's like how do you even like understand this? Guy was this? Smart or some shit. Well, no, it's just like how do you understand this unless you absolutely have an education in the classics? It's like really difficult, honestly. Well, before the Kardashians, that was a lot easier. Yeah, that's true. Great point. 
Anyway, that was Moby Dick. Yeah. What do you think, guys? I agree with most of it, except for the whole whale thing. But you know like, what? You wouldn't want to kill a whale? Um, uh, oh, no, you know, no. I don't think he wants to kill. Well, he does. Yeah, no, that that uh, that just doesn't um, seem like a... Uh, a drive? Yeah, it's not like a goal that gets under your skin, at least uh, uh, to me. But sure. then again, that was also like the gold rush of the time. Well, that was like, you know, yeah. it's just, you know, that was extreme sustainability. There was nothing wrong with killing whales. At what, the if time, it's so. more, what if it's more uh, metaphorical than that? Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm but... just asking you what if it is. Would that, would that, would you be able to find a connection to it? In other words, if it is the idea of, no. of God or the unattainable. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't have passion within me. Um, I totally identify with the, uh, <laughs> the the wanting to to go to the sea or like when he was talking about like, sure. uh, what is it, the grayness around the eyes or whatever that uh, makes yeah. him uh, want to put down the gun and just go away. But mm-hmm. yeah, that I totally get. But uh, but the capturing of the unattainable. Ha- yeah, having a specific goal. You know, the funny thing is, it's not so, so that actually isn't really Ishmael's goal necessarily speaking. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like being... he needs to capture. He never really says that. That's what I'm saying. It's not. Yeah, yeah, it ends up ultimately being Ahab's. Ahab's driving point is to is to oh, is to slay the, same guys. the whale. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I, th- I like Ishmael's. I don't know. I like him too. I th- I kind of identify with his sense. It's more of a sense of adventure. I think he just yeah. wants to yeah, that's part of it. do something. It's not supernatural, but above and beyond the norm. He wants yeah. to do yeah. so, uh, maybe attain something really Un- not unobtainable, but difficult. You know, rare. Sure. Or, yeah. So it's pretty amazing. I like that. Um, he just wants to not be ordinary. Yeah, and the, I don't think he necessarily wants to kill a whale. I just think he, he the whale symbolizes that what's unattainable or undeliverable, as he says. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well said, sir. The fucking end beat is so dramatic, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You've just listened to Literally Literary. <laughs> <laughs> just, let's eat some fucking pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is it whale meat? Might as well be. I should have got anchovies. <laughs>